What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. It's me and GB Gerard Bonner. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you've had a great start to your week. As it's already Wednesday. It's amazing just how fast these weeks and these days are moving in our world. A big thank you to everyone who hangs out with us via social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. And of course, for those of you joining us via podcast, thank you so much. If you're not already subscribed, hit the subscribe button and you can be among the first to know when we're dropping new content, new podcasts, etc., etc. Click that subscribe button and be kind enough to rate us and leave a comment as well. We certainly would love to hear your thoughts on what we're doing here in The Faction. So as promised, we've got a recap of Monday Night Raw for you. First, the ratings from Monday Night Raw, as this week's episode of Monday Night Raw actually saw a decrease from last week's broadcast. This week brought in 1.643 million viewers, which is down 4.6% from last week's broadcast, which averaged 1.722 million live viewers. Now, it started off pretty significant at 1.73 million viewers in hour one. Hour two, it went down to 1.697. And then in hour three, it went down to 1.5 million viewers. Now, I will say this. I think in fairness, the biggest competition it had was the now virtual Democratic National Convention, which we can say what we want, but people are very interested in politics. And there's nothing wrong with that, particularly a first time ever virtual convention that featured Michelle Obama as the keynote speaker. So I do think we have to take that into account. Personally, I think Monday Night Raw keeps getting better. People can say what they want, but what I found with this episode of Monday Night Raw, literally every segment had something that intrigued me. There was a surprise. There was an overlapping story. Something was being told that we had to pay attention to right from the start with the group Retribution messing with the graphics for WWE. You all of a sudden knew you had to pay attention to what was going on. And again, I say I think WWE has had a tough time during this pandemic finding their footing, but they are starting to find their way. And again, there are those who may not like what's happening, but I will tell you, Monday Night Raw has me very, very interested. It's unfortunate that it went up against the Democratic National Convention uh, because I don't think that the ratings really reflect how good Monday Night Raw was now. Let's say this, it is the last Monday Night Raw in the foreseeable future at the WWE Performance Center. This episode of SmackDown that's coming up on Friday will be live, the first time it's been live in months, and will debut the WWE Thunderdome. So we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but this Thunderdome is really going to be a situation as we are now coming to get more information on it. I've heard some 2,000 fans will be involved. I'm also finding out that there's going to be over 1,000 LED boards. Yeah, Kevin Dunn, who really puts this whole thing together, major producer at WWE, uh, revealed that the virtual crowd will not be shown on one video wall. Instead, there's 1,000 LED boards with rows and rows of fans to simulate the WWE experience. Now, remember, the Thunderdome 
is going to include state-of-the-art technology, drone cameras, pyro, and more. There is a lot of money, time, and effort being put into what's happening here with WWE Thunderdome. Now, I can tell you this. The registration for Friday Night SmackDown literally hit capacity in record Time. And so this is a big deal because now it says to me that fans absolutely want to be involved in the interactive WWE experience. And uh, I've got some of my own questions. How will they simulate or will they simulate applause from the fans? Will we get to hear, you know, fan chants like we've heard, of course, uh, when fans were in attendance? I don't know how any of that will work, but I am intrigued enough to want to watch. And you got to think the last SmackDown before SummerSlam, coupled with the Thunderdome on Fox, it's got potential to be really, really special. And the Thunderdome is going to mark the new normal for WWE as we will see the Thunderdome present for pretty much everything. SmackDown, Raw, NXT TakeOver, SummerSlam. Now, TakeOver is going to be emanating from Full Sail Live. So I don't know if this Thunderdome is transferable or if at NXT we'll see perhaps uh, folks from the Performance Center uh, as fans, but it's going to be in Full Sail Live. Full Sail Live, one of the reasons that they are there and have been there for NXT is because of the amazing technological maneuvers that can happen with television and with broadcast so i think it's going to be very very interesting to see what goes down for this thunderdome situation for wwe and it couldn't come at a better time in going head to head with aew and the challenges that they've had there i think this is one of those things that gets to set them apart from aew if they do it right now speaking of aew you will likely look forward to of course the wednesday night war tonight but the wednesday night war is kind of on hiatus for a little bit because of the NBA playoffs. So you will not see uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite on AEW tonight. Instead, Dynamite will air this Saturday at 6 p.m. Eastern on TNT. And it's going to end up going head-to-head somewhat with NXT TakeOver 30 on the WWE Network. It should be very interesting to check out. Now, I do believe if this episode of Dynamite is a taped or pre-recorded episode going up against a live takeover and a live SmackDown happening Friday night, I think WWE has real potential to start making some turns here with the introduction of this Thunderdome. I want to know, are you going to register for Thunderdome? You can do it at WWEThunderdome.com. And of course, they are opening this up for all of these events. And uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. I have to say it's Again, very, very innovative. Now, truth be told, uh, you know, there are some innovations that have happened in some other places that perhaps WWE could be looking to learn from. I think about what's happening with AGT, America's Got Talent, where they have a video wall of a number of uh, fans who are paying attention to the show, who can give live feedback and the like. So uh, they've done their best to kind of simulate that. We've seen the simulations that have happened in the NBA, in the Major League Baseball arenas and stadiums as well. But this is kind of different. So we'll see if WWE indeed does lead the charge with this Thunderdome. And I've got kind of one other question connected to this as well. If this works well, does this ultimately replace fans? Now, 
let's just kind of look at it. I think the WWE product and quite frankly, all sports requires fans. I think it needs fans in the stands. But as we're seeing with the SEC, the SEC in college football is talking about welcoming fans back to football with limited attendance and the like. We've seen it in New Japan where they've welcomed fans back with limited attendance and social distancing. And it's made a huge difference. It feels like New Japan again. So will WWE follow suit? With them being in the Amway Center, are they set up to be able to have fans? Now, we do know there are not supposed to be actual fans live in attendance uh, at the Amway Center for the length of this contract, which is going through October. So I don't know. It's going to be very, very interesting to watch, um, but I will be tuned in for sure. I imagine you will be, and I can't front. There's a part of me that kind of wants to register to see if I can be part of the Thunderdome. I wonder if you will as well. So WWE Thunderdome to premiere this Friday as part of SmackDown, and it marks the new normal for WWE. Now, an interesting new normal, as we saw last Wednesday, was the return of the Velveteen Dream. It was a huge surprise to many, and it wasn't necessarily received very well, given the level of accusations against the Velveteen Dream. Well, Triple H has come out and said that the WWE has found no evidence in the Velveteen Dream investigation. So Dream was accused of sending inappropriate messages to underage individuals. And there was some evidence seemingly online as screenshots from DMs showed Dream sending nude photos. There was an audio clip released of Dream, but Triple H said that he and the WWE found no evidence evidence while speaking with cbs sports this is what he said he said quote you know in this day today accusations are made and you take them all very seriously you look into them the best you can and you find out what is there and what isn't in this situation dream was involved in a car accident and that's what took him off of tv in the moment all this other stuff happens and you look into it and you find that there's a situation that people bring to everyone's attention you look into it and find that it is what it is and there's nothing there everything that we have done we are comfortable with him continuing to do what he does and everything else but he had a car accident and that is why he was removed from tv uh, what do you think about this? Do you think that WWE has really overlooked all that happened with the Velveteen Dream? Or was there a thorough investigation that happened that said, indeed, nothing happened? Now, the intriguing part is this. One of Dream's accusers has spoken out on Twitter and said that WWE never contacted him about an investigation. So I think that, you know, the jury's still out on this Velveteen Dream situation, but it certainly seems like he is back in NXT and he's expected to take on Finn Balor tonight in a last chance effort to get into the ladder match for the NXT North American Championship. And that ladder match goes down as part of NXT TakeOver 30. What do you think is the future of the Velveteen Dream? Can he move past these accusations, seeing that WWE has seemingly found uh, no credence to them? Will we forget about this in a little while or not? I want to get your thoughts on that by way of social media and your thoughts on the WWE Thunderdome. Are you going to participate? Let's talk about all of that by way of social media. Again, you can find us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, so be on the lookout for that. Continue to subscribe to our podcast as we have more great content and great news coming your way. And... 
Have an amazing Wednesday. Until next time, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. I need my people.